Welcome to the Fabulous Broads podcast. Grab yourself a drink and join the conversation about life after 50. My name is Maria Manatis, and whether I am solo or chatting with a guest, I'll be bringing you weekly stories of exploring and defining midlife, one day at a time. Today, I am so happy to be interviewing my friend Sev, who is a nurse practitioner in internal medicine. Not only is she a rock star in her career, but she is the most glamorous grandma I have ever seen. We're just going to call her Glamma. She has some advice for us on this upcoming flu season. Sevi, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for having me. I really um, appreciate this. This is great to get this important message out. I agree wholeheartedly, and before we jump in to a little background about you and this whole flu vaccine and flu season, I want to start with a couple of questions to get to know you better, and because I'm nosy, I want to know what your favorite cocktail is. Thank you. Well, um, I enjoy bourbon, and my fiance makes a great cinnamon sugary uh, lemon and concoction with bourbon. I don't know the name of it. And it's delicious to sip and it's pretty strong. So if my tummy's empty, then um, boy, it knocks my lid off. But um, yeah, when he's not around, I'd like to have a, a nice buttery Chardonnay, but uh, really enjoy that bourbon, sweet, delicious drink that he makes. Oh, and can you possibly twist his arm and get the recipe for that cocktail for us all? Because, you know, I want to include it in my newsletter. Absolutely. Be happy to do that for you. Awesome. Okay. Now, because I love to read and I'm always looking for new books, even though I have about 20 in a pile I haven't gotten to, what is um, a good book you recommend? A good book that I really enjoyed that was really meaningful for me, it's called um, The Tender Bar and it's by J.R. Moringer. It's a true story, his true story um, about a, um, he was a young man raised by his mom his dad, he was estranged from his father, and he knew his dad as the voice because his dad was a radio disc jockey. Um, basically, the book talks about how he was raised um, in, a, in a bar, essentially, and the valuable lessons that he learned there from the patrons that were in the bar. And this really, um, it touched me because as a single mom, I um, was raising a son on my, on my own, essentially, and um, it just was really cool. This guy went to, he ended up going to Yale. He was, he's a Pulitzer Prize uh, winner for his writing. Um, he, he wrote, he co-authored or he wrote the, the book for uh, Andre Agassi um, for his biography. And uh, basically what I learned from him was that valuable lessons are learned in any place even a bar. Um, you just need to be open to listening. So there's hope and, you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. But um, these days, I don't really have much time to to just kind of sit and read. And plus, I'm so tired that I'll probably, I usually fall asleep. Of so um, I, I, yeah, so I, um, I like to listen to audiobooks. And um, I just finished you know, the, my last audiobook was uh, Michael Cohen's Disloyal, and I found he had lots of interesting things to say, and I, I respect him for owning his mistakes and for telling his story, and I highly recommend this book. It's really important, especially um, with the election coming up in six weeks. 
I agree. An eye opener. I, um, I like to buy books like that and forward them to my son, who is a uh, political science major in his last year in college. And oh, so, awesome. Um, uh -huh. I definitely try to pass. I, I don't get audiobooks as much because it takes so long to listen to them unless we're going on car rides. Mm -hmm. But I love the idea mm -hmm. and the tender bar. Well, I'm going to get the names of both books from you just so I make sure I um, don't make a mistake so we could put the links in there. But thank you. Thank yeah. you for all that information. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been a nurse practitioner. Anything you feel comfortable sharing is great. Oh, sure. Okay, well... I'm a board-certified registered nurse practitioner. Um, I've been working in internal medicine for over 20 years. Before, uh, before graduate school, I was an RN in, the, uh, in an emergency department. I did that for about 10 years. Uh, so um, that's, that's my professional career. But other than that, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom. I'm a glam mom, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> I'm, you know, a daughter, a sister. Uh, I've got a, I wear a lot of hats. And um, I guess um, I, I really, I have a fondness for shoes. And I, I love high heels because I, I love feeling taller because I'm, what, 5'4 on a good day. And I, um, I really like uh, working out my calves even without trying. So <laughs> shoes, besides, you know, shoes, they, they don't disappoint. Um, you can gain a pound or two, but, you know, your feet never change, so it's kind of cool. And um, I enjoy traveling. Uh, I see an airport. My heart skips a beat, and I love to cook. And I love to cook because I love to eat. <laughs> um, and that pretty much um, sums me up in a, in a nutshell. I'm 54, and I love every bit of wisdom and life experience that I have had, both good or bad, and I appreciate my, my patience and my practice because I've learned so much from people with whom I interact. Well, you know, you told us so many wonderful things about you. I think you're a fabulous person, but the key takeaway uh -huh. I got is that I could work out my calves just by wearing heels and I don't have to <laughs> exercise. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. Wearing high heels is, is exercise. <laughs> well, there it is. I mean, I don't even need yeah. to. I don't even need to go any further. I have now found <laughs> my new exercise routine. Thank you, Seth. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Let's get down to business. Let's get down to business now. I have been getting sure. a flu vaccine every fall for years. As a matter of fact, yesterday uh, I took my mama. She's 85, and we got in my car, and we drove to my healthcare provider, and they had a little tent, and it was a drive-through flu clinic, and a flu shot clinic, and we both got our shots while sitting in the car with our masks on, and it was the most efficient mm -hmm. and easy way to get it done, and why is it so important? We've been hearing so much about this flu vaccine. Why is it important to get one, especially this year? Okay, well, um, flu vaccine is very, very important every year to protect you and to protect your family members, because, you know, from flu. Because if you bring home flu to someone who's not uh, vaccinated, then, you know, everybody gets sick, high fevers, severe body aches. Um, it just wipes you out and, you know, you'll end up dehydrated, possibly with pneumonia, possibly hospitalized. The flu vaccine is... is um, you know, the CDC basically predicts what flu strains are going to be coming through and um, people uh, get 
are, are vaccinated. And it's, it's a really good way to get antibody protection in the event that you do come in contact with the flu. To um, modify the disease, you might still get some flu, but it's not going to be as ugly and probably land you with severe disease and hospitalized. Um, well, so yesterday I got my flu shot. I didn't feel a thing. The nurse was very, very good at injecting it. And today my arms, Excellent. Are, my arm is a little bit sore. So, and then some people say, well, the vaccine makes you sick. Um, what, what uh, really, mm -hmm. what does the vaccine do to me? Like my arm is a little sore, but sure. I can definitely deal with that. Is it true that it makes you sick? Okay, well, um, it's a really good question. Your arm is going to be sore. I mean, you basically have a one-inch needle going into your muscle. So you're going to be sore. That's going to cause an inflammatory response, right? But the soreness should only last a few days unless you develop an infection, which, you know, if you have an interruption in the skin integrity, that is possible. Now, having said that, the, the, um, the, the flu vaccine... Um, <laughs> it basically allows your, it, it um, makes your body think that it comes in contact with the, with true virus. It's a, it's a killed uh, virus or an inactivated virus and your body has, is doing what it's supposed to do, which is at a robust immune response to create antibodies because your body's thinking, oh my God, this is something that I need to fight. So most people, when they feel that they're getting sick, they're really not getting sick per se. It's their body doing what it's supposed to be doing, which is, you know, responding with their immune system to build antibodies to, to fight this thing. So, and it takes about a two weeks to have full protection after you have the, um, the influenza vaccination. Okay, so um, did I get the flu vaccine at a good time? Should I have waited until oh. a little bit later, or is it does it matter? No, no. I think it, I think you got it at a great time, and I think given um, what's going on this year, the earlier the better. Um, because, like I said, it takes two weeks to um, to develop that good immunity. Um, you know, we don't know. We're not going to know uh, <laughs> this year if somebody's walking in with high fevers, um, if, if they have flu or if they have COVID. So it's pretty, it's a big deal. With flu, we can give people medication to um, sort of modify the disease by a day. Uh, but both, you know, I mean, there's, and there's no treatment really um, to prevent COVID. And as we know, people who are in uh, high-risk groups, you know, asthmatics and the elderly and people who are, you know, severely overweight, um, diabetics, they can have very serious disease. And, and you know, uh, what, I tell, what I tell my patients is um, generally for all disease, I mean, it, genes don't really fit so much here, but it's your genetics, your lifestyle, and your luck. And I think especially with COVID, for example, co uh, luck has a huge role to play because if you have bad luck and you end up with severe disease, you know, who, who, who knows if right. you're... you're good luck will kick in and, and um, you know, save you. So it's, it's, um, they're challenging times. So the more we can, the more protection we have, the better off we will ultimately be. Um, there are other vaccines too, that um, people who are in um, high risk categories, you know, people who have uh, coronary artery disease, people who are diabetics or, you know, people who've had splenectomies, nephrectomies, 
or um, I already mentioned diabetics, let's see, just asthmatics, people who have chronic sort of problems need to also have protection against um, the pneumococcal uh, group of bacteria and okay. the pneumovax is a good, um, a good vaccine for that. Also, anyone who turns 65 is recommended to have this vaccination. Um, there's two groups, uh, two, two sets of vaccines, and we give them a year apart. But as long as you have some protection, some protection is better than no protection. So those are all the, the, um, the things that you can do in terms of vaccinations to protect yourself. Okay. But then other defenses would be, you know, the obvious, like, you know, distancing yourself, washing your hands, just making good choices come this fall and winter. And yeah. flu season can last through through May. Really? So, um, yes, flu season can last through May. It depends on how things go. And nobody can really predict what's going to happen. And it depends on how, I think, too, how seriously people take things. If people wear a mask, wash their hands, use their hand sanitizer, if soap and water aren't available, you know, uh, obviously eat nutritious meals, get enough quality sleep, and manage their stress. Um, those are all things that can help keep you healthy in, in addition to, um, you know, avoiding excess alcohol and, and so forth. So there's some things that we can do to protect ourselves. You know, everything your mother ever told you to do would be um, a good way to right. think of it, you know? And I was just yeah, thinking but, um, that with all of these um, sort of um, protections that we're taking in our daily lives now to protect against COVID, maybe uh -huh. that will help reduce the flu. Um, yeah, let's hope so. I mean, I right? mean, yes, in, 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 intuitively, absolutely. Everything that we do to protect us from COVID should definitely help reduce the, the burden of influenza in the community too. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, so I thought of another question for you. Um, so uh, let's say I develop a fever and mm -hmm. I have, um, I don't know, some other symptoms. And, and how do I know whether or not it's the flu or COVID? I mean, what, what would be a telling sort of difference between the two or would I just have to go get tested? Is that the only option I would have? I think, you know, it's going to be, um, well, Flu can cause high fevers. COVID can cause high fevers. With flu, if you get, if you're symptomatic with a high fever and body aches, flu basically, um, maybe a little runny nose, but just severe body aches. I mean, even your hair hurts with the flu. It's just really, really bad. But um, COVID can cause other symptoms. And COVID also, it's, it's weird. It, it, it brings on some gastrointestinal symptoms in some patients. So some people are nauseated, they're vomiting. Others, you know, have diarrhea, um, mm -hmm. in addition to loss of taste, smell, um, some feel short of breath. So it's, um, but, you know, just because you're feeling short of breath and you have a high fever, it doesn't mean you necessarily have COVID. You could have flu. You could have pneumonia. It's just a pretty complicated issue. So I think the, the, best, the best thing is what I said just a minute ago, um, protect, protect, protect yourself. And if um, you do have symptoms, call your doctor right away because with influenza, we can start medications within 48 hours of symptoms. After 48 hours, if you're symptomatic and you haven't received any sort of treatment, then, you know, there's not much. You, you just have to let the disease run its course. So 
yeah, with COVID, obviously, we need to get tested and we need to self-isolate. So um, I think one of the, the biggest things that, um, I mean, most people, most reasonable people will stay home if they have symptoms and they'll call their doctors. There are some people who, you know, kind of, I don't know, poo-poo it, I suppose. And, and there are people who will actually go to work and they expose their community and they expose others. And it just, it's going to be a vicious cycle if we don't, if we don't start um, taking this really seriously. Exactly. I, um, yeah, I appreciate that advice. It's solid and, and advice we should all follow. Now, um, yesterday, I, um, I haven't been on Facebook all that much lately, but I did post that um, sort of encouraging people to go get their flu shots, I guess, because I said my mother and I were going. And someone commented that if you get a flu shot or if you've had a flu shot, um, you may um, have a false positive on your COVID test. Uh, have you heard of that? Is that something that might concern us, or what, what do you? Is that correct? I'm not sure. Yeah, um, you know, I think a lot of people have a lot of worries and stresses, and they, they like to kind of overthink this. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I have heard that people have these concerns, but. According to the experts, this is not the case. And, um, you know, COVID-19 is very different than the flu viruses. So the coronaviruses um, look different, you know, than the, the influenza viruses microscopically. So the coronaviruses, the reason they're called coronaviruses is they mm -hmm. have a little crown on them. And um, so the that's another, I mean, just kind of a segue, you know, we do have blood tests that look for antibodies mm -hmm. for coronavirus, but they're not, we won't, we don't really know how to interpret these blood tests because every single cold that you've had since you were a little kid, um, since you came into this world is a coronavirus. So you're going to have antibodies, but this is a new coronavirus. So we're not going to have antibodies against this. So if you do get it, if you want an antibody blood test, Nobody knows how to interpret that. So if, say, you look like you have antibodies, it does not mean that you have antibodies against the novel coronavirus. Okay, got so it. So it's, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I got it. I mean, I don't know. To, an to answer your it, question, yeah. <laughs> sorry, to answer your question in short, if you have the flu vaccine, you will not test positive for the coronavirus. It's apples and oranges. They're all fruit. Yes, we're all fruit, but it's different orange. fruit. Okay. Yes, we are. All yes. right. I got it. So, um, so wearing our mask, washing our hands, keeping away from others when we're sick. Is there um, anything? I mean, I stay home a lot. I don't really go out. I have an elderly mom that I am her primary sort of person to, to, to take care of her. Um, is there anything else we can do? Like, should we like take vitamins or um, do anything else to sort of strengthen our, is there some like, you know, should I be taking a multivitamin? My doctor, doctor told me to take vitamin D supplements. Uh, Absolutely. A, yes. I mean, anybody who has bones needs to take I do. calcium and, and <laughs> yeah, needs to take calcium and vitamin D. And that's just for general health. You know, we can get vitamin D, uh, just by spending time in the sun. We just don't recommend spending time in the sun because we, 
you know, a lot of time in the sun without sunscreen. And if you're wearing sunscreen, your body's not going to convert, um, you know, to the sun basically to vitamin D. So it's important to take those supplements. And it's really difficult to eat the same thing every day to be able to know that you have the right amount of vitamin D. So the supplements just kind of, it's a no brainer. It's really easy to do that. And, you know, getting exercise movement. Right. Is there an amount of vitamin D that we should aim for daily that isn't going to be like toxic to us, but it would be effective? Yes. Yes. Um, vitamin D anywhere from a thousand to 2000 units is recommended. Yeah, anywhere from a thousand to 2000 units. But again, you really need to consult with your doctor um, course, vitamins, yeah. a, D, e, vitamins A, D, E, and K are fat-soluble, so you definitely can have toxicity. So you just need to be careful. Yeah, but it would be a good question to ask your primary care doctor, um, you know, as Absolutely. you're arranging. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I mean, I'm happy. I got my flu shot. Have you gotten yours yet? Yay! I sure did. Of course sure you did. did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm encouraging my uh, my boys to get it as well. And um, I hope that um, all of the wonderful information you gave us today helps everyone make a, an informed decision on whether or not they should get a flu vaccine, which I'm thinking you're definitely on the side of getting one. Yeah, I already have. I already have my flu vaccine. I'm encouraging my family all to, to get it too, as I do every year, because, you know, I don't want to bring anything home to them and have, you know, something have negative effects, you know, yeah, so I think yeah. it's really important because we're really, we're really, uh, we're it's for ourselves, but it's also for the people around us. And I think we really need to care about the people around us. I, I wholeheartedly agree, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to chat with us today. I truly appreciate it. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and thank you. It's been a pleasure. I hope, um, I hope I've been helpful. Oh, you definitely have been helpful. I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to the cocktail recipe. And um, Yay! <laughs> Thank you to all of my wonderful listeners. Make sure to subscribe and review the podcast. And I just found out yesterday I am on Amazon Music Podcast. So you can even ask oh, the, wow. um, the little device that I can't call out to now because then it'll start talking. But you can just yes. ask to play the Fabulous Broads podcast. So stay fabulous, ladies. And thank you, Sev. Thank you. Take care. Stay Bye. healthy and don't be a host. Bye. Bye. <laughs>